The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome back once again to Open House with Team Reba. This is Reba Hass of Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side, And this is Eric Austin. It's from Home Street Bank, Home Mortgage. Yes, and it's a gorgeous, gorgeous, beautiful day on a day that we all have to get our final votes in. Unseasonably warm. Yeah, oh so, my gosh, yeah. I know. I'm wearing a jacket and I'm, I want to take it off to enjoy the weather, but I like how my outfit looks today, <laughs> so I'm trying to decide well, if I want to stay. Just, you look fantastic today, so uh, spring, spring-like, even though it's fall. Yeah. I'll, I look I'll... spring-like in my... <laughs> fall outfit sure (laughs) well hey i'm a dude what can i say i was gonna say you're the one wearing the spring colors with your little uh, right you know spring green top on fit right in on saint patrick's day wouldn't i yes you would yeah yeah. yes you would but oh it's nice outside and i know i'm I'm, it was hard to come in here and do the show but i'm also nervous about that why because this time of year i'm looking forward to skiing ah yes cold weather i want cold fronts coming in yeah but i've already been hearing that they're Expecting a pretty great year this year, yeah, though, aren't knock they? On, knock on wood. I've been watching the watching Whistler very closely. Their official mm-hmm. open date is November twenty fourth. Okay, uh, well, isn't that I, right around Thanksgiving? It's right around, just right there. But when I look on their their uh, the snow uh, mm-hmm. levels, there are not coming up yet. So oh, I figured with some of the storms we had recently, that perhaps they're warm. They're too That's warm. The problem. They're too warm. Ah, uh, so we need cold storms. Okay. Well, yeah. I I like to ski too, but. I'd rather have this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I mean, considering what oh, it's like in the okay, rest of the winter. Okay, you can have this for like two days. And then okay. It's got to get cold. Okay. Yeah. December, yeah. I'm all for it. Oh, yeah. I'm all oh, for yeah. it then. Absolutely. Although last, you know, when, was, when was the last great snow? Was it last year or the year before? Yeah, we had like a killer one. It was fantastic. It was yeah. That, that, of course, would coincide when James and I had absolutely no time to go skiing. There you go. That yeah. was a big bummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. You know, you have people around the Northwest suffer from the, what's it called? SAD? Yes, you know, the, the, seasonal affectation disorder. Right, right. In I don't mind, personally suffer from it, but yeah. I know many who do, including my husband. Yeah, I don't either, but but to me, it, there's no better cure than being up in the snow where it's white and bright. You know, just being outside. Up. That's yeah, the whole thing. You know, the whole thing about sad is if you just sit inside the whole time, sure. yes, you're going to get impacted. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. But if yeah. you actually, you know, this is one of the things I think because I've, had animals most of my whole life and mm-hmm. especially dogs and I walk them every mm-hmm. day. Sure. Like oh, that's huge. pretty much every day. I maybe miss four or five days a year yeah. on walking them. But just that outside time of half an hour to an hour, they've proven time and time again in all kinds of studies that yeah. just that alone makes a huge difference. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Just a fresh outdoor, even if it's not sunny, yep. you know, even on a gray day, you're still getting some of that vitamin oh, yeah. D and that's what helps that's with right. melatonin and all the other things. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So anyway, yeah. I'm going to be well, all energetic. I also just changed some dietary things recently, which my husband has been mocking me about. So having all kinds of wonderful green shakes in the morning that are really oh, high okay. nutrition and energy pumping. Yeah. Which I, You're not I, going like vegan 
Oh, oh good gosh, like no, no, oh, no, 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 okay. no, that's okay. not going to be happening anytime. <laughs> yeah, I tried no, that once. No, in fact, a good diet requires some fat in it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have sure. to be animal fat necessarily, right. but yeah. um, I think when I tell people I'm taking these energy drinks, they freak out because they're like, you need energy? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> You're like yeah. the last person I know yeah. who needs yeah. energy. The barista at Starbucks like cuts you off because they see you bouncing around in there. You know, and that's the thing is it's not from coffee. I've just... <laughs> I, I, I think I've told you that maybe I've told you the story my mom had years ago. Um, she was describing to a friend of mine um, my childhood. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how many of our listeners out there were in places where the Walk for Mankind used to exist. It was mm-hmm. a fundraiser. You know, mm-hmm. we've been doing, you know, giving back since I was a child. Right. And so you would go and get people to sign up for like a certain amount of money for every mm-hmm. mile you sure. walked. And oh, it was sure. supposed to be a 20 mile walk. Mm-hmm. Well, in the Midwest in the summer, that's one heck of a walk because usually you're frying while right. you're doing it, right? Yeah, it's a little bit warm out there. Yeah. So I was probably eight, if that. And I did that walk with all three of my older siblings. So we did the 20-mile walk, got the, all the way through it in this horrible, hot, hot weather, sun yeah. just beating down on us because there's no shade. And we get back and get into the living room of our house. And all three of my siblings just collapsed on the floor sure. in the living room. And according to my mother, I don't even really remember this, but according to my mother, I went and strapped on my roller skates and went outside for two more hours. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. It's the so, I, I, didn't, I never drank coffee until I moved up here, and then someone oh had to gosh. convince me to. So I'm like, eh, coffee's okay. I mean, I yeah. love it. I love to drink it, but it's all about kind of just... It's well, for you, just it a might routine. Have the opposite effect. Yeah. yeah actually, that's yeah. that's kind of true for me. Yeah. Yeah. It actually kind of just evens me out a little bit. I, I sort of, uh, yeah, I, I, I know people like that. So, yeah, yeah. That, that actually will have them fall asleep. And it's like, yeah, mm, that's pretty much. Yeah, oh, I, I hear it. So, yeah. So, hey, while I'm thinking of energetic yeah. people, yeah, not just myself, yeah, I have a really good friend, John and Dana Laswell. You know John Laswell because mm-hmm, he's John. an inspector, inspector I've worked with many times and he trained my husband mm-hmm. on in home inspection. But um, if you didn't already know this and you might because you live in the area, his wife, Dana, mm-hmm. is uh, she does ceramic art. Uh, were you aware of that? I wasn't. Yeah, she does really fun, cool art. And I've actually, I'm going to post some stuff on our blog and uh, on my Facebook and whatnot. But she is part of a consortium of artists down in the Burien area. Mm-hmm. And so they have their upcoming holiday art extravaganza. And that's going to be happening on November 18th from 5 to 9 p.m. Yeah. And then on November 19th, it's going to be happening from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And it's actually, I said Burien, but they're they're all kind of from that area. It's in Normandy Park. Oh, this is the one at the Cove, at the Normandy Park Cove. Oh, if it's there, it's a new location. I don't know. There's oh, just an address a, here. What's the address? It's sixteen twenty one Southwest one hundred sixty eighth Street. Hmm. Don't know that address. Okay. One sixty eight. Well, if you need to find any information on it, you can go to her website at laswellarts.com, and it's spelled L A S. S W E L L A R T S dot com, Laswell Arts dot com. And she's also on Facebook, so you can mm-hmm. go to Facebook dot com slash Laswell Arts, and there should be plenty of information about it um, for directions, what's going to be there, because it's not just 
her products that are going to be there. But she has all these really fun little. I'm going to turn my laptop I'm around so you it can right see now. this. It's really cool, isn't it? Adorable. Yeah. And this is just some of these little bird stone type things that she's got going on. Those are brand new, but she's got all kinds of cool. Uh, like leaf art and things for your garden. I mean, the holidays are a great time. If you have people who love their outdoor spaces or who want little bits of art within the plantings that they've got, she's got just a ton of great pieces. And some of them over time have been fun ones that even include like women's shoes and purses done in ceramics and really, really cool stuff. So she's been doing it a long time. Uh, I really enjoy what she does. So I always try and promote her um, events every year. So I just happened to get an opportunity before they have it coming up in the next couple weeks. So again, November 18th, 5 to 9 p.m. and November 19th from 10 to 4. Got it. And that, and I see the address, 1621 Southwest 168th Street in mm-hmm. Normandy Park. Yep. Which I could probably throw a rock from my house and, and Just hit about. that location. So yes. it's right there. Just about. Although I don't think they would appreciate that. I'll throw a, <laughs> a fine piece of pottery. How's that? Okay, either way, yeah. one of those, they're still going to hurt. <laughs> they're still going to hurt if it lands on someone. Yeah. So you might want to rethink that. All right. Maybe well, throw some cotton balls their direction. Yeah. Well, even though they won't go as far. That's why my neighbors love me. So. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're not. What was the one guy you used to joke about? The You used to have a neighbor. You, last year when we first started the show, you had this neighbor guy that you were talking about. I had the, like, the tire alligator. Oh, that's the, uh, the, the Normandy Park hillbilly. Oh, yeah, there you I go. actually uh, sold a house. To this person and all my neighbors scorned me you know, from that day forward because it wasn't long before the uh, 1973 Winnebago was parked in oh. the front yard and then the, the alligator. Collecting algae on the outside yeah, yeah, of yeah. it. And then the, the, the tire with the, um, with the blue tarp over the top of it. Nice. And then the, the tire art you know, showed up. They stayed, oh, yeah. They actually kind of blew apart all the landscaping that, that we'd done. Had the, play, the place was looking pretty good. Blew that all out, maybe to make room for the Winnebago. And then, uh, you know, the alligator tire art showed up. So very. I've seen alligator art where it's actually like ceramics and it's kind of fun. Or I actually have someone in my neighborhood who has what looks like a Loch Ness monster kind of thing. When you walk across the border and, you know. But when it's a rubber tire. Yeah, yeah, the whole rubber tire thing. Yeah, not so much. uh, Not so much. That's why they called him the hillbilly. Yeah. When we talk about selling your house and we discuss curb appeal. Yeah, that's not what we mean. Tires no, in the yard is no, not no curb appeal. What about gnomes? Pun what intended. about garden gnomes? Um, no. No? That's Just a no? say no to no the gnome. gnomes. Okay. No to it, the gnome. It, 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 no. Not okay. unless you can find some really fun way. Yeah. And even then, you're really pushing it. Okay, you're going to have to talk to my dad then. He's got the little stick thing figure. It looks like a, a, a woman bending over, you know, pulling weeds. It's some sort of a thing in the in the front showing yard. her bloomers yeah 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 yeah. you know the one yeah yeah, yeah. okay once again that's a no. yeah staging yeah yeah not gonna help with the curb appeal no not gonna work yeah i was not afraid work. of that Hear no that, some that, of the some of the items that that they'll have at this art show could be fun and they would be okay but yeah. uh, some of those other ones you're describing yeah, i think i'll pass out. on Jeez, i've got no excuse not to go it's yeah like I could and you there. know people like me who mm-hmm. might like a gift like that there you go <laughs> Hint, hint. I'll yeah. I'll point out which ones uh, you know I see, and I'll I'll let you know, oh, along good. with James. Good to know. Yeah. yeah, good to know. As long as it's not a cat, right? Because right. I know if my husband's listening right now, he's probably saying like my brother, oh, just buy her anything with cat. I'm like, no, I like cats, not cat stuff. Got it. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay. okay. I just want to be real clear about that because I got okay. those kinds of gifts for I'm decades from my family. Now. I'm writing this down now. <laughs> Get if my family cat. is listening, yeah. please don't buy me cat stuff. My husband, as a joke, buys me a cat calendar yeah. every year. I don't need 10 of them. I'm going <laughs> to go find the scrawniest, um, old, messed up cat, old cat I can find, and I'll just. I'll you mean like it. the cat you used to the, have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I still have him. He just happens to be vacationing right now. He's oh yeah, he's, he's on a, the rest of his lifetime vacation in yeah. Atlanta, right? In uh, in Athens, Georgia. Oh, uh, Athens, my, Georgia. Why do I keep thinking he's in Atlanta? There. Yeah, he's he's uh, having a nice retirement. Uh, oh, down see. There. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was just mentioning on the Facebook Live right before we went on that you know we're going to be talking about you know downsizing and retirement and how people can plan for that. So even a cat. Sure. You're proving right now, even a cat. Yeah, they can can they make can, that happen. They can retire. They just have to plan, you know, get the right master. And, and yeah, uh, well, he went with the younger way. version. He did so good. there you go. Yeah, he he's good. Yeah. He's going to be good for several more years. All right. All well, right. on that note, uh, when we get back, we haven't had a chance to talk about market rates, so we're going to yes. get your market rate update as we come back on Open House with Team Reba. KKOL. If you'd like to call into the show, now's your chance. It's 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. So, Team Reba, I'm Eric Ostness from Home Street Bank. And I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba. Where every Tuesday at 3 o'clock, we bring you information on real estate and mortgage and community events. Anything else we can we can think about, feel like talking about? Oh, yeah. Uh, we always have something to talk about. Absolutely. And just a reminder, this is a live call-in show. If you have questions for us, give us a ring. You can reach us toll-free at 866 712 1300. Excellent. So call us, you can, uh, or if you're chicken, you can tweet us also at Team mm-hmm. Reba or at Eric is my banker. Yes, I'm logging on to Twitter right now. There you go. Always happy to uh, answer questions, and, and even if you have ones that are more complex or don't feel like talking about them on the air, mm-hmm. uh, we, we field a lot of these questions after the show and, and yeah. uh, try and try and provide information or resources or or um, you know options and, and things, so mm-hmm. let us uh, let us help you with that. Always yeah. happy to. By all means, in fact, we're asking quite a bit. If you're listening and you think of a topic along the way throughout the week, something comes up in your life, by all means, please go on and uh, send that information our way about what you want to hear about. And uh, we'll we'll even, if you give us contact information, we'll even let you know what date we're going to have a show about that topic. Absolutely, so you can hear it. Yeah, you know, because we've already had. I was mentioning uh, on the Facebook Live that. Um, a gal named Patty Bryan. I, I think she's got a hyphenated name, so I may have just screwed her name up. But um, on Facebook, she was saying she wanted to learn about you know downsizing and not about like the physical aspect of it, but how to prepare for the financial mm-hmm. aspect sure, of that, sure. right? So we've got tons of financial planners that we know and CPAs, so we can maybe bring some experts on in that arena to talk about long-term planning, maybe get some people talking about long-term care insurance at some point and what that is, because I know that's an important thing nowadays with people Mm -hmm. living so long. Right. So lots of topics. And then, of course, we had that fellow who called about the Seattle City Council and his thoughts of um, how to perhaps find 
new and interesting ways to work around some of these new landlord requirements. Yeah, some of the obstacles that are being thrown up in, in front oh, of us. Yeah. Yes. And well, you know, another one that came up recently, mm-hmm. um, talking with another real estate agent from uh, Whistler, Canada, who mm-hmm. I know yep. through some of my organizations, um, she was asking as a real estate agent how she can get more kind of passive income as she goes towards retirement. Mm-hmm. And I brought up the concept of syndicates and tenants in sure. common kind of um, situations where people can group invest. Absolutely. Uh, and she had never heard anything about that. So I'd yeah. like to maybe get some people who have experience in that arena on here and talking yeah, about be it. a great, great topic to talk about. Uh, yeah. Next week, we have a manager of an appraisal group yes. coming in. Uh, Clark and Dixon. I am so bummed I'm going to be out of town because mm. I have so many questions. Right, right. I might have to leave a list of them that Marissa, who's going to fill in for me, I'm going to have to have her ask the questions for me because I want to get them answered. I want to hear them. I audit all of our shows, so yeah. I will be listening to it, it should, later. It should be pretty interesting if you have questions for a real live property appraiser mm-hmm. next week, next Tuesday at 3 o'clock. That'll be a good time to tune in. Oh, yeah. and Because uh, there's a lot of some, things going on with that. You want to know it. Yeah it's, yeah, it's pretty crazy right now. Yeah. So, yeah. so we'll be getting into that fairly, fairly deep here. I thought when you mentioned Whistler, I thought, uh, you know, um, we may need to have a show and talk about some changes that they've had up in Canada uh, yes, affecting the tax investors. It's yes. a 15% tax. Yes. Yeah. A lot of that money is starting to come to the Seattle marketplace mm-hmm. and not really in Seattle, but surrounding areas of right. Seattle. Well, and we can also talk about maybe since with today being election day, mm-hmm. there might be a few people thinking about moving to Canada. I, did you see my post on Facebook? I did. <laughs> I I stole that from another real estate agent, but I loved it so much. I was like, I have to take this (laughs) saying friends, if your plans around the election (laughs) after Tuesday are to move, please contact me. I have, and the reality is I do have contacts all over the planet. Mm -hmm. You know, not only is it because I'm affiliated with Remax and we're an international company, um, but a lot of people I network with on a regular basis are from other countries. So right, right. I've got people in all kinds of, I got all, most of Canada covered. Well, I got parts of Mexico covered. I've got people in Panama. I got go. people in France and Germany and uh, Spain. <laughs> so, I mean, I can, I can pretty much hook you there up. You go. Well, you know, the, the, in the Canada thing is, is um, fairly simple. I mean, it's a little bit, they're a little bit picky about, about who they let move up there permanently. Well, um, kind of, but, but as nothing they a good be. checkbook can't uh, can't solve. And, uh, oh, well, and, and there's certain things that you just have to know uh, when you go up there. Like mm-hmm. you, you have to. I believe you, uh, part of their deal, you have to pledge allegiance to Tim Hortons. You, know, you have to go there. <laughs> yeah, you got to change yeah. it over from Starbucks. Is that what right. you're saying? Yeah, yeah. You got to go. There's Tim a bigger Hortons. conflict up there. Right? <laughs> you, you have to. You have to know what poutine is. Oh, oh. and that is tasty oh. stuff. That is not like, really good for you, it's but like it's a, so tasty. It's a carb overdose. It's oh, so good. Carbon fat overdose. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's yummy. Do you want to explain what poutine is for sure. anybody who is not familiar? Because yeah. they might think you're saying a dirty word. Absolutely. Poutine. Okay. P O U T I N E. Look it up. Right. Take a mountain of French fries or mm-hmm. up there, we'll call them chips, right? Yeah. Hey? And, uh, and then on top of that, you're going to add some sausage. Mm-hmm. And then on top. Well, of, that's a that's a choice. That could just be the gravy. No, no, no. You got to go with the sausage. Okay. And then on top of that, you're going to add gravy. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you're going to add cheese curds. Yes, one of my favorite parts. Yeah. And then I'm a big fan of cheese curds. Yeah. And, and I'm not can, even from. I can you know, already Wisconsin. Feel my heart 
you know, my, my yeah, blood your face is almost rising, getting red. Face is beat red. Uh, but I tell you what, um, <laughs> I always treat myself every year. If, you know, we'll go up to Whistler a few times and always after a long day of skiing, at least one day have to treat ourselves. That's the thing. That's the perfect kind of food after either a long run, a long day of skiing, uh, whether it's cross country oh, or downhill, so right? You know, like right. any of that. And then it's just like, it's so warming and it just, all the reserves you've just depleted on the mountain yeah. are just yeah, totally right. taken care of. All the calories of. you burned are right back. You've just but you know what? You got to do those things so you can eat that stuff and not have it, you know, oh, yeah. put you go into six feet like under. A, a coma, yeah, yeah, of some sort. So, yeah. Anyway, so always, always good up there. So got to have the poutine, yeah. poutine, um, you know, gravy with your chips. You can get that mm-hmm. at the McDonald's, you know, and, uh, you know, get Please tell gravy. me you're joking. I'm not kidding. No. Gravy. Okay, you just totally ruined what gravy. was a really fantastic, like salivary kind of moment for me here, and now I'm grossed out. Okay, can't can't imagine it. All right, well, how about we go from that discussion of something that will put you into a coma of like, so what's going on with mortgage rates? Well, will election, those put us into a coma? The or? election is uh, going to affect, um, uh, maybe affect us uh, at least uh, okay. so far today. So they're is. alive and electric, is yeah, what you're and, saying. And uh, my my brother, a good shout out to Lance. You know, you hi know Lance. Lance. I hope you're feeling better. Yeah, he's always kind of helpful with with insight and wisdom. He told me just a little bit ago that so far. I love when you Nation looked at your wide. bare arm. Yeah, I, for I a watch while. on there. Where's my watch? Yeah, somebody stole it. Nice. Uh, that so far the Democrats are ahead in every election out there so far today. Uh, we expect that to change after later today when all the Republicans get off of work and then they can go out and vote. <laughs> Gosh. Anyway, thank you, Lance, for that. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. So uh, the, the bond market, which is driven by uh, fear. Uh, mm-hmm. is, uh, is, is having a bad day so far today, putting upward pressure on interest rates. And it's, it's sort of a double-edged sword um, right now. You know, what's going to happen? How will, how will this, this election affect interest rates? Um, a, a Clinton uh, victory uh, would imply a status quo, uh, mm-hmm. the, more, more of the same. Right. And the markets do like status quo. They like, right. they like predictability, re- reliability. And uh, a Trump campaign or a Trump win um, could shake that up a little bit, especially some of the comments that Trump's made with mm-hmm. his, um, uh, you know, his uh, views on the Federal Reserve. And, ah. uh, and uh, the belief there is that the Fed is, is creating, with these artificially low interest rates, creating a, a bubble. And, uh, and we've had that before. Mm-hmm. And it's something that is absolutely a possibility and and you know we've we've seen it too many times so right now the uh, the bond markets are just sort of reacting a little bit negatively right now uh because they just don't know what you know which which way things are going so just a slight slight bit of upward pressure on interest rates uh today if you're thinking about locking in your rate you might want to wait till today. well no i'd say after the news good. or do you think it's uh, better safe than sorry. Okay, uh, would would be fair point. You know, my my view on that one. So okay. I, I would say it's probably a little bit safer to lock in. We we just never know uh, what to, what to expect with this. But, so uh, you mentioned his views on the Federal Reserve. Maybe mm-hmm. you need to explain that because I'm I'm not sure that sure. you mentioned that on the show before. Well, the the. Um, because you did have a show with Gerald mm-hmm. on, you know, on a couple rates, of yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. And, and there, you said there was nominal changes. Well, let's talk about that. Yeah. yeah. Because I actually, we, we had a show a few weeks ago and we went back, I went back all the way to 1972. Right. And, uh, and, and looked at when the- When I was just a baby. The, yeah. Well, <laughs> 
I wasn't. Well, I guess I was pretty young too. But um, you know, we looked at the effect of of the starting rate before the election and the ending rate after the election within mm-hmm. a few weeks of the election. And and honestly, there there were very few times where there was any significant difference in mm-hmm. interest rates from yeah. before or after. The few times uh, really kind of leading up to um, uh, 1980 uh, when Ronald Reagan was elected. Uh, we were in a, a serious inflationary cycle there, yes, and, and interest rates that. were were on purpose brought higher to to knock out inflation, and and that worked. But we did see interest rates go up a little over a half a percent in uh, in December 1980. Uh, in 1984, uh, that impact actually started to take hold, and and the rates started to drift down a little bit. Um, yeah, kind of looking back, you know, 1992, really, there was hardly any difference. 1996, uh, hardly any, any difference. Um, December 2000, that's when the, you know, Bush was elected. Mm-hmm. Interest rates dropped, um, about a three eighths of a percent. Uh, 2004, they, they were kind of steadily starting to drop. And, uh, you know, so we went, for instance, from the year 2000, we went from seven and three quarters percent. 2012, we went down to 3.66%. And where are we at today? About the same. About the same. We're yeah, it's been about the, the same. Yeah, it's yeah. been pretty fantastic for quite a while. It, it really has. And uh, so, a lot of people, I think, have gotten a little overly comfortable with that. Complacent with it. They expect yeah. these rates to stay low. And they're definitely not going to. No, the, I mean, everything Everything has to change. And we I mean, not being an alarmist, cycles. but it's no. just... It's just what happens economically over time. They, like, right. they do eventually change. Well, and as the economy grows, rates will rise. They'll rise with wages, and they'll rise with inflation. And the inflation rate right now is below the Fed's target rate. They want it a little bit higher. Uh, and so as we, as we – uh, and we'll see the Fed trying to, to kind of maneuver and, and, and make that happen. Uh, the next Federal Reserve meeting is in December. It's 14th, 15th of December. And we are fully expecting at this point that the Fed will increase short-term rates a quarter of a percent. That's cooked in mm-hmm. to today's interest rates today. That's expected. Right. And uh, it, it's, it just gives the Fed some, some, some room to maneuver if they have to drop them or yeah, no, or make further totally changes. Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. I understand sort of risk. Catastrophe. So stay tuned. We're going to be talking a little bit more about interest rates, and then we're going to be getting into a few more topics. Give us a call, 866-712-1300. Stay tuned. Got a question? Call it in. 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. This is Reba Hassett, Team Reba. And this is Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank. Yeah. So did you want to jump right back interest into rates. what you were talking about sure. with the interest rates and well, how the election may or may not affect them? Yeah, ab- absolutely. And, and, and just to kind of give the real quick summary, bottom line is uh, most presidential elections do not have a significant impact on, on interest rates. There's a few exceptions to that uh, where we've seen some some big changes, and a lot of those could be attributed to bigger economic events going on at the time, not so much to the the actual change of an administration. Uh, But uh, at this point, 
the bond markets are a little bit negative today, putting a bit of upward pressure on interest rates. And this is more just sort of a knee-jerk reaction. Uh, it's it's entirely possible we could see these uh, settle settle back down over the course of the next few days. And uh, we can definitely expect a little bit of volatility, increased volatility, as the market tries to sort out exactly you know what's going on. Uh, so probably less volatility if Clinton's elected, mm-hmm. a little bit more if Trump's elected in the long run. Eh, I don't know. I don't know if we'll see a, a significant change. Well, I'll be real curious. You know, since you and I have almost daily contact because mm-hmm. we have mutual clients and yeah. other things that we're doing, and plus we're selling your house right now. Right. Um, <laughs> Knock on wood, right? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, <clears throat> if you happen to be able, maybe by end of week, mm-hmm. if it comes to your mind or I can put it on my calendar to check in with you. Mm-hmm. I'd love if by end of week, if you give us a little report that we can like throw out onto the Facebook sure. page or Absolutely. Twitter and whatnot and Absolutely. just be like, did it meet? You know, of course, obviously the show goes on every week, so we'll have time to, right, to right. see the full extent of it. But I'd be sure. curious by the end of the week yeah. where we're, to see where what's going on. Oh, I'll be curious too. Believe yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because we're trying to give advice to customers, you know, what, what to do. Should mm-hmm. I lock my rate? Should I should I float with the market? Yeah. Take my chances? Well, and I can remember even eight years ago, mm-hmm. less less four years ago, but mm-hmm. eight years ago, mm-hmm. um, you know, you know that I always say whenever there's fear, the answer is no. Right. Right. When people are unsure and afraid, they just kind of freeze. That's right. right. That's right. It's it's not even just fight or flight, but freeze is actually one of the, mm-hmm. the things that people will do. Sure. And they'll do it in an emotional way, including, you know, making decisions and, and moving forward on trying to buy a home, things like that. Or or they'll take their house off the market right. at that particular time. Sure. Sure. Um I remember eight years ago having a client who was like, Oh, I should wait, I should wait, I should wait. And Every bad thing that I told her was probably about to happen about making that decision mm-hmm. happened. Happened. <laughs> right. Every single one. Yeah, yeah. Every single yeah. one. You know, because yeah. she panicked. I told her six months is a bad timeline to try and rent your house out. If you're not mm-hmm. going to be here, you can't keep on top of it, blah, blah, blah. Right. Sure enough, she got renters in there that damaged it, brought in bed bugs. Oh boy. You know, toilet damage, you know, between two floors, all kinds of stuff. And six months ended up costing her like another $20,000 yeah. to get her house ready to go back on Ooh, market. Ow. And at that point, unfortunately, back then, that was when we were going into the recession. Right. right. And she yeah. ended up paying for it by about $100,000 worth of value on oh, that house. Ow, ow. That was a painful lesson. That was just the price of right, the house. That's right, not right. even not what she had to do. All the repairs. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The repairs and yeah. everything else on top of it. So, you know, um, it was unfortunate. But the thing is, is the housing market itself doesn't turn that fast. It right. still takes some time. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. she rushed into a, a decision um, without really looking at all the facts. And I, I wish she would have just waited. If she just waited one more week, she would have seen that that wasn't going to be the case. It's never a good idea to uh, think of housing in a in a short-term time frame. No. Because things happen, things change. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, the cost to sell a home is mm-hmm. is high enough that you have to really factor that into oh, yeah. your decisions. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah. Well, and, the, you know, it's... It's one of those things that um, 
just like people have become complacent about the interest rates, some folks around here are starting to get a little too complacent about what's going on even in our marketplace. You know, I've been saying that we're anticipating that we'll still have higher than typical appreciation over the mm-hmm. next three or so years. Sure. But that appreciation, I think, is about to slow down. Mm-hmm. And what I mean is that it's not the wildfire appreciation because that's what we've been right. having. We've been having wildfire appreciation. People have to remember the typical appreciation in a normal market is only 2 to 3%. Right. You know, yeah. and so, we've been receiving 8, 14, 12, 25, you know, depending on what market area you're specifically in within the Puget Sound region. Some of them have been, you know, getting some big whoppers, you know, but that is starting to level out a little bit. You know, we're starting to see that in the rental market. I'm seeing more and more of the higher end um, houses that are out for rent. Seeing a lot of price reductions on those, mm-hmm. seeing a lot more vacancies starting to happen. We have all those, you know, big buildings that are coming online that are sucking up some of the, you know, the smaller, you know, one to two person household kind of situations. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. So that's starting to raise, you know, the vacancy rates for folks, mm-hmm. um, which that's also kind of coming into the housing market as well. We're seeing Still strong appreciation, but I've already been talking to several people. We already know many areas around the country have already been starting to see slowdowns. In fact, right, I was, right. I, I listen to a lot of um, programming around real estate all the time. And sometimes I go back and re-listen. And I was listening to some things from 2015 in other market areas where they had already started to see signs of shifting. Hmm. And while we still have really great employment here, uh, we should be prepared that as some of this stuff's coming on, that it is going to slow down a little bit. I think, you know, even though it's going to be good in the next three years, I think we're going to be back to sub 10%. You know, this last year it was 14% year over year. Mm-hmm. But I would not be surprised if next year we're going to see more of like maybe a 10 or in some areas it's going to drop down to five where maybe we've been at eight. So and so we're going to get closer. you not a bubble no. per se. You're just uh, maybe the a rate, of, the rate sure. of increase is going to decrease. Yeah, because yeah. just like before, what was pushing a lot of that was free and easy money. Sure. And so those prices were just getting out of hand and there was no way it could be long-term sustainable. And especially when you got into all those risky mortgages, you know, at some point it had to come crashing down and it did. Yeah, of course. But, um, you know, you and I have already mentioned in the last two weeks about programs we're seeing coming on into the marketplace that look eerily familiar to some of that. So, you know, there's also just a point where the people who are here can't continue to afford the prices. Right, right. So we will, you know, you you look at the Bay Area, but you have some people making some pretty outrageous amounts of money down there because they also have a different kind of tech market than we do. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. we still have people getting paid well, and they can afford a eight hundred thousand to a one point two million dollar house fairly easily, but if we continue growing at you know Bellevue at twenty five percent right in four years, that not means prices will double. No, not sustainable. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who can still yeah. afford it. Right. I and mean, if it's just those investors from you know outside the country buying them, then you've you've set yourself up for one market area to have its own bubble. Right, right, and then we we could very well end, end up seeing some sort of a knee-jerk reaction to that. Yeah. And, and we don't want that either. We want good, stable markets. But if people don't agree with that opinion, they can call in. <laughs> At 866-712-1300. We're happy to take your calls and get your opinions on the subject matter. All right. So in your opinion, if, mm-hmm. if you have somebody that's maybe new to this area, mm-hmm. they're thinking about buying a home. 
Yeah. And and let's let's give some some price ranges. Let's say I'm in the okay. in the uh, three hundred to four hundred thousand dollar price range. Where, okay. What's a good neighborhood? Where where do I go? Well, what are you trying to buy with that price point? I don't know. Let's let's uh, let's let's say you've got somebody uh, you know just kind of moving here. Maybe they're not that that tied down. I know we've got good a good condo market and that sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if you wanted a but let's say you wanted a house. I, I get this question all the time. I want okay. a house, and my price range is up to four hundred thousand. Okay, then you're where do I go? Uh, south end of Seattle, mm-hmm. uh, generally speaking. Um, I used to say Shoreline, but barely even Shoreline now, unless it's a small house. Right. You know, small right. homes under 2,000 square feet are up in the Shoreline area, mm-hmm. and many of them not renovated, mm-hmm. uh, particularly if they're down in the $300,000 price point. Mm-hmm. Um, you're maybe going much further out. I mean, you could still find a nice house, you know, for 300000 For Well, you're even pushing it. Like, if you're over twenty. You know, two thousand square feet, twenty two hundred. Mm-hmm. Sure, um, sure. You're pushing three fifty four, and that's not even for brand new, right? New construction in most areas is starting in the high fours, low fives, even right. in the outlying areas. When, yeah. when I say outlying, I'm talking about Kent, Renton, you know, that kind of place. Right, right. Um, and bigger homes, if it's three thousand square feet, you're talking closer to six hundred something, right? right? But if you had that same house. If you were looking at a 2,500 square foot home in Kent that was selling for 400,000, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. same house in North Seattle, oh. that's going to be closer to 650, right? If not right. 750 in some cases. Although brand new construction, like we have that Haller Lake home that's mm-hmm. remodeled right now. Um, go to remodeledhallerlakehome.com if you want to see it. There you go. Uh, but we were doing a little cost comparison the other day. Brand new construct- construction in that north end area starts around eight. Right. Yeah. So if you want brand new construction, you got to be prepared to have a, a pretty big pocketbook. And it's yeah. And and having grown up in that neighborhood, I I still just I just shake I know. my head at it. You yes, know. you do. You literally do shake your head. Well, well, you and you and I have a, a mutual customer who's buying mm-hmm. new construction uh, in for three hundred and sixty six thousand dollars, all the way out in, in Buckley, beautiful uh, downtown Buckley. And not uh, even not downtown, even, not even downtown. No, yeah. Out, so. But I will say it's gorgeous. I mean, yeah, they're nice surrounded home. by the foothills mm-hmm. of the mountains. Rainier's right there. I mean, it is absolutely gorgeous. And they're really close to Whistler or not Whistler, but um, Crystal. What, Crystal. Thank you. Crystal Mountain. Yeah. So, you know, they've got at least that going for them. But yeah, it's a bit of a drive and mm-hmm. they they commute. It's a bit of a commute. But, but their decision was they wanted a new home. Mm-hmm. They wanted to be under that sort of $400,000 price range. Well, and they have a new baby, so they wanted to be close to family that's helping provide child care. There you go. Yep. So, so all of those things factor in because yeah. child care is incredibly expensive. Oh, absolutely. And and so so it is possible. I mean, that's what, a twenty about a 2,400-square-foot home. It's a yes. four-bedroom, four two-bath home. Yeah. Oh, it's really cool, and, too. And uh, nice house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so there are some things out there. We joke about it. We we call it drive till you qualify. Mm-hmm. You know, so if somebody has a, a particular price range. You know, we'll mm-hmm. just kind of say, well, you might have to draw a target around Seattle or Bellevue, and then you know, the further out you go and kind of concentric rings, mm-hmm. uh, the more affordable yes. those homes are going to be. Well, let me give you an idea of what's happening even in Bellevue. Mm. So we're closing this week. I've, I've been uh, reluctant to talk too much about this particular listing and where it's going, but um, we put it on at 480. It's closing at 600. 
Ouch. And it's a fixer. Oh, Three bedroom, one and a half bath, under fifteen hundred square feet. Wow. Put that in your pie hole, right? Yeah, there we go. Let's <laughs> talk more about our housing market when we come back on Open House with Team Reba. Stay tuned. Open House has open phone lines. Give us a call at 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. This is Eric Osnes. I'm with Home Street Bank. And I'm Reba Haas with Team Reba, Remax Metro Eastside. And this is a live call-in show. Yes. Call us if you have questions, 712-1300-866-712-1300. And during the break, you and I were just getting into it about oil tanks. Right. Yeah. So we're going to have a future show. I'm going to just throw this out there. And if people have questions about oil tanks, oil tank decommissioning, testing, all that kind of stuff, how you deal with, you know, mm. taking one out and dealing with maybe if there's been a spill you know, or a leak kind of thing. Send us your questions. You can do it to at Team Reba or you can go on our Facebook page, you know, Team Reba, Remax Metro, you'll find us. Uh, or you can email me directly, info at Team Reba. We'll take those questions, but we're going to get some people on that know a lot about that because I've had that come up quite a bit lately. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so I I was about to, to tell you that uh, we had some really interesting bids on this place that had to have an oil tank pulled out because it had not – they weren't sure if it had been decommissioned. Mm-hmm. And it was outrageous, yeah, absolutely that's... outrageous, the price differentials that people were quoting. The guy who came out and did the initial testing when they pulled the tank mm-hmm. – Sent two bids, one that was like twenty to fifty some thousand, and the the second one was like fifty to one hundred and ten thousand. Mm. Now these are My, this. So obviously this was a tank that pulled, and yeah. there was some oil that was yeah. Leaking. Apparently it had leaked at some time in the past. Okay. Yeah, okay. And so there was evidence of that because you can see it. But so they have to dig all the dirt out, right, mm. and replace it. And what was funny is like we we had like six different companies Mm. that got sent over to our customer to to kind of sort this out sure so we're about to close this deal do you know how much the invoice was that went to escrow to get paid oh my gosh how much 56.63 and change 56 63 no 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 5,663 and change yeah as opposed to a hundred thousand the 20 to a hundred thousand dollar range wow this other nitwit gave us wow i was just like holy cow because i had you know i you know someone who's been doing this for a long time you know i've i've heard of it costing upwards of like maybe 12 right so this guy when he sent over these bids we were like what in the world some of those those ones those are the ones that just make you pucker up a little bit oh there was a lot of puckering there was (laughs) a whole lot of puckering that's uh that's uh uh, that's what we would uh, that's why we did research gouging yeah. Well, so, you know, that that's an interesting point. So we're going to talk into all the stuff about the PLIA insurance, PLIA. You can look mm-hmm. it up. Um, but that is one reason why that organization can also exist is they're supposed to also monitor some of these folks for exactly those kinds of issues because they, they know that people can get taken advantage of because mm-hmm. they don't know enough about this process. Right, right. And so they do have technical assistance within that program to help people if they feel like perhaps that's happening. 
Yeah, I think we should get an expert on. I'd love to. I've yeah. got a, I've got some questions. I'm trying on to that. get the there's, collection of people that we need for that. Yeah, course, the room's uh, going to be full. <laughs> yeah, good. Well, that's good. Got some some oil tank experts out there because yeah. there are a lot of oil tanks. There are out there. Oddly enough, yeah. I have more oil tanks that I'm dealing with in transactions right now than I have, like all at the same time. It's like right. We have like four or five of them with properties we're dealing with. I'm like. Man, I usually only get like one or two a year. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of funny, but well, I mean, as our our housing stock ages, and you see more mm-hmm. and more houses that maybe are converting to gas or converting to electric, uh, if yeah, they have the gonna, choice. If they right, exactly. As you know, not everybody does. No, my house is a good example of yeah. that. I, I don't have access to gas. Oh yeah, well, so. a house that uh, next spring we're going to be working with again. Um, we looked, you know, we had this house on the market in 2009 and 2011 mm-hmm. uh, when it was just, you know, there weren't enough buyers available at the time. So we took it off market and they've had it rented. Um, we looked in in 2009 to what the cost would be for someone to be able to convert to gas. And because that whole line in unincorporated King County uh, on that street doesn't have it, it's like $10,000 yeah. for them to yeah. have PSE right. bring a line in. And not enough neighbors are willing to do it. So. Right. Right. That's part of, um, you know, a lot of folks that live on private roads mm-hmm. and things like that. You have that, that issue. Come oh, up. yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But if you got Mr. Deep Pockets, they can certainly, yeah. you know, oh, you could change always, things. Oh, could always bring it in. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. 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 Well, it wouldn't be bad. I know I've every uh, it's it's funny and every every home that I've ever owned has been on septic. I've I've never owned a home on a sewer line. I just had so many comments and, run through my brain. Well, on- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I know I, I've become Does an expert on those. Do like to keep your crap nearby those, or what? On those systems, I don't know. Well, I know I knew you were kind of full of so it sometimes, that- but my gosh, you're storing it at home. Oh, I love. <laughs> I got the same guy I've used to pump, pump out my tank every year or every few years. You know, he comes out and pumps it. And he's got all kinds of stories. Oh, Eric, you should have seen the one I was in the other day. I had to, you know, jump down in there and shovel it out. And I'm like, no, stop, stop. Oh, uh, yeah. So we get to the end. He's done pumping. And I go, go to pay him. I go, will you take a check? Sure. And I, I go, well, what happens if my check bounces? And he looks at me. He goes, I'll just bring it all right back. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Put it on your yeah. front lawn. There you go. <laughs> I mean, a pretty good looking lawn at the end. Of that. I was going to say, you're just going to fertilize. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, so, so we have issues come up: oil tanks, septic tanks, mm-hmm. uh, wells. Yeah, you know there are not too much around here. You know as what? We get further out, we yes. do. Yeah, but I'm going to tell you what. That's actually probably another topic we'll want to bring up because there's a brand new thing about water rights that just came out. Yes, and so this can become well in Western Washington. Not not such a big deal at this point yet. If you go to yeah. Eastern Washington, especially if you have a oh absolutely a, a, a agricultural uh, mm-hmm. property, it's it's a huge issue. Oh, huge issue for them. But um, this thing that does affect wells. I mean, people might think that they're not that close to something that would be on well around here. But I'll tell you what, I've got mm-hmm. clients that live in East Redmond. Yeah, they're yeah. out in kind of countrified area of Redmond, and they're on well. Right. And septic. Oh, absolutely. You know, so there's there's a whole bunch of stuff around it. And there's lending rules uh, for yes. wells. And so the lending rules for a well are, 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 you know, going to depend on the size of the well and how many households it serves. Yes. You know, if it's just a one one or two person household, yep. it's fairly relaxed mm-hmm. you know, set of, of requirements. But if it's larger than that or what we would call a community well, uh, there's going to be annual meetings. There's going to be mm-hmm. annual testing of that of that well. Yeah. Um, if it's a new home, there's going to be a flow test. 
to make sure there's enough And we're not capacity. talking about progressive. No, no, no. We're not going to have sure. that lady in yeah. her little apron coming <laughs> not, in. Not that flow. Yeah. 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 F-L-O-W. <laughs> Different flow. Flow with a W. Not uh, ant flow. So got got all these uh, you know tests that are going to come into play on that. <laughs> you know, the other one that- I'm cracking Joshua behind the glass over there. <laughs> I can't see Josh. I know you can't see him. They should put a mirror today, here so, so whoever's sitting yeah, across exactly. the desk can see what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> I just have this thing like my ears are burning, so I figure he's making, you know, bad gestures in my direction. Or yeah. <laughs> no, he's okay. just laughing yeah. at you like I do. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> you were saying, sorry, he just I completely you. lost my train of thought at oh, this point. Oh, excellent. So, Great. Can yeah. I talk now then? Absolutely. Okay. Jump on in. <laughs> Knock yourself out. I'm just, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. No, we, we only have a couple of minutes left of the show anyway. You know, we still didn't get around to community clubs. Yeah, we have to do that one of these days. I know, one of these yeah. days. Well, I'll tell you what. So if people want to learn more about community clubs around the area and, the, and some of the history in mm-hmm. some of these fun, cool neighborhoods of the Seattle area, yep. just do a Google search. I didn't realize, because you know, always think about community um, centers, yeah, you know, like right. Renton has their community center, right, right. but a community club is different. These and if private. you, yeah, they're private and they're you know specific to these neighborhoods. And so, like um, I was mentioning this before, Lakewood Seward Park Club. They've been around since 1910, mm-hmm. and they've got mm-hmm. some great historical photos on their website. Mm-hmm. Mount Baker area, and if people don't know where that is, it's you know kind of right over by Leshy area if you're familiar with that near i-90 i-90 like washington Mm -hmm. yep Mm -hmm. and mount baker has been around since 1909 Mm -hmm. with their community club Mm -hmm. sunset hill in the ballard area yeah has been around since the 1920s they didn't get more specific than that on their website Mm -hmm. and uh, magnolia community council has one since 1924 Mm -hmm. laurelhurst community club since 1920 HallerLakeCommunityClub.org Been there. since 1921. Yes. And then there's Blue Ridge Community Club, mm-hmm. also North Seattle, Rainier Beach yep. Community Club. That's close to where we have our um, boat moored there over at the Park Shore Marina. Mm-hmm. Uh, Olympic Manor, again, mm-hmm. North Ballard, Seattle. Yep. Yeah. Well, Green, not really no. Ballard, it's Crown more like Crown Hill. Hill. And then Normandy Park, uh, the Cove. Cove. So, yeah. So we got that out real fast. But uh, we'll be bringing more to you next week with the Praisers. That's right. So Uh, stay tuned next week, every Tuesday at 3 o'clock, for more with Open House at Team Reba. Have a great week, everyone. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at re slash max metro east side on facebook or email info at teamreba.com join us again next tuesday at three for more open house with team reba here on business radio 1300 kkol program sponsored by team reba of remax metro east side and eric osnes of home street bank home mortgage